0: All rights currently reserved by Apple TV. So if anybody's watching, they have the rights, okay? O-Tannenbaum by the Vince Guaraldi Trio. We all know it more from the Charlie Brown Christmas. You hear something like that and it sets a tone, doesn't it? It sets a mood for the holiday season. Now you know what else sets a tone and a mood? Decorating your Christmas tree. Woohoo, I heard somebody. Yeah. We've got a beautiful Christmas tree decorator right there. That sets a tone. I got a question that I actually want you to answer in a little bit. What is your favorite Christmas ornament? You know that, that December 1st or whenever you decorate your tree? I talked to a pastor who decorates October 1st this past weekend. It's a little bit early, but whenever you get that box of ornaments out, what's that one ornament you go for first? What's the one that you look for, your favorite ornament? Ornament. We are going to have you say it out loud. If you're watching online, write your answer in your comment box, and I will give a shout out to you in a little bit. In my household, I didn't do this growing up, but in my household now with Abby, every year Abby gives each of her boys, so me, Sam, and JJ, and sometimes Dobby and Dozer and Daisy, the three dogs, also an ornament for the year. Anybody else do this? Okay. okay so it's more than just Abby. That's great. Um, I didn't grow up doing it, so we had the same ornaments every single year. But I have accumulated a whole ton of ornaments, as have my boys, over the last 23 years. And she does it with, with uh, some sort of significant event that took place of the prior year. You're nodding. See, this must be more common than I knew growing up. I'm the only one that missed out on life. My uh, parents didn't do it for me. Parents, if you're watching, I did not miss out on life. I had a wonderful childhood, just so you know. Loved you guys. Um, so, you know, significant events. Like when Sam turned 16, we probably got him a little car or driver's license um, ornament. Or when JJ went backpacking with me for the first time when he was three, we got him like a little itty-bitty sleeping bag or more likely a orange shovel. If you backpack, you know what I'm talking about. Okay? <laughs> uh, this year, Abby, close your ears. Close your ears. Uh, I got Abby a Whitworth ornament because she started her new job at Whitworth. Um, she actually picked it out and already bought it, so she knows about it. So if you- <laughs> What's your favorite ornament? Mine, for the longest time, was a itty-bitty Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse figurine. Not figurine, it makes it sound like it's glass. It's kind of wooden, itty-bitty, just small. And I would always look for that. Abby and I, we went to uh, Disney World on a, and on a Mickey Mouse cruise for our, and our honeymoon. So it had a special place in my heart, and I loved it. For the longest time, that's the first one I looked for getting out of the box. Now, I have a new favorite ornament that I'll tell you about in just a second, all right? But I want to hear from you. What is your favorite ornament? Anybody in person? Go ahead, Cindy. My Christmas nail. Your Christmas nail. Perfect. I know there's a story behind that. Some of us have that same Christmas nail. Christy. My kid's baby's first Christmas ornament. Your baby's first Christmas ornament. Very, very good. Anybody else? I'm getting them coming in from online, too. Debbie. Okay, so later on during the sermon when I make a wisecrack about angels on trees there is, that is not intended towards you. I'm just clarifying, okay? Wonderful. Joshua. Oh, nice. Some uh, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> it's kind of a rough start. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Uh, Tim said he's got an angel on top because it means the angel on top is his favorite because it means he's done decorating. (laughs) Hannah's is a red bird because her mom has the same one on her tree. Anybody else? Favorite Christmas ornament? Which one do you put on the front of the tree? a life changing program where you put stars make stars put it in a ball and it goes on the tree very good i'd love to hear the story of that sometime yes my daughter made an angel in girl scouts one time and stuff oh, so. a handmade angel from girl scouts fantastic those sound wonderful those sound okay one more yeah silas we have pickles. you have pickles Yes. that's a fantastic transition <laughs> very very good. Okay, everybody else's was like, was okay, so in 2017, for those who weren't around, I had a little mishap with a, a fingertip here at the church and happened to lose it, all right? Now, that's a significant event for the year, right? So Abby being Abby, if you don't know her fantastic sense of humor, I didn't know it was this dark though, uh, somehow she found this, this person in, I think, the Midwest that made chopped-off Fingers for keychains. She called him up and said, "Hey, I just need top, nug- top knuckle up. Can you do that?" <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, now I purposely did not put that on the screen because it still gives me the b-jeebies. Okay. I'm not going to tell you about the PTSD that I felt the first two or three years when opening it. I won't tell you about the fetal position that I ended up in in 2017. And I won't tell you that, you know, I may have cried for a few years straight. But it is now the first ornament I go and look for. And I'll put it on the front of the tree because it's a conversation starter. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You know, most people, when they decorate their trees, at least I've seen this happen, they decorate it with as many angels as possible. Not intended towards you, Debbie. Okay? Okay? The biggest, brightest bowls and balls that you can possibly get, right? As glamorous as possible, as bright as possible, as gaudy as possible. You guys remember tinsel? Anybody still do tinsel? Oh, my goodness. Man, we would throw that all over the tree. Why? Because we wanted it bright and we wanted it fancy and we wanted it to draw attention to itself, right? That's what you want your Christmas tree to do. You want somebody who's walking down the street to look and be like, wow, Christmas trees do all they can to be bright, shiny, fancy, and yet on the inside, they are still just a dead tree, or a fake dead tree yes they are still just a dead tree don't be a christmas tree christian okay don't be that type of christian where you're shiny on the outside but dirty and dead on the inside that's our theme don't be a christmas tree christian for the first three weeks in advent it's kind of a goofy theme okay i got it out of a book that i read in the middle of the summer Uh, what if Jesus was serious? Sky Jeffani is the name of the book. Um, And I thought, man, that would preach. That would preach. Don't be a Christmas tree Christian. Last week we looked at don't be a Christmas tree Christian because Christmas trees have no roots. Right? They're cut off at the roots. But instead, let your roots grow down deep in Jesus. Today, don't be sparkly and shiny on the outside and yet dirty and dead on the inside. Don't be a Christmas tree Christian. One of Jesus' best friends was named Peter. He wrote several letters, two of which we have in our New Testament. And in one of those, the first one, he was laying out what it meant to be a follower of Jesus. And he was talking to different groups of people in different stages in life right He talked to slaves. He talked to people in authority. He talked to all Christians in general. He talked to husbands, he talked to wives specifically. Now in the section on wives, he said something that made me think of a Christmas tree. I right, listened to it. First Peter chapter three, verse three and four. Don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourself instead with beauty that comes from within. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. Hey, now, even though this was directed to wives in the 50s and 60s AD, this applies to all of us today. It needs to be applied to all Christians during every month of the year. So often, let's be honest with each other, we we do what it takes to make ourselves look good. We post the best pictures on our social media. Right? We tell the favorite stories, the good stories, on our annual Christmas card that we send out to everybody. We tell the story when our kid nails his lines at the school play, and not the one where he runs off the stage. <laughs> we tell the stories that look good. We share the pictures that look good. Now, here's what really starts to bug me this holiday season. I get bugged when I see people who I have no idea are Christian, no idea are following Jesus, in December start posting pictures that are like, Jesus is the reason for the season. Hashtag blessed by God this holiday season. The baby Jesus is my savior, right? Keep Christ in Christmas now. I know some of you have these phrases in your house. I'm not knocking these phrases, okay? Pat and Donna, I know, sitting on your front porch. These are phenomenal phrases. I have them in my house too. I send them in Christmas cards. They're absolutely true, especially if we live them the other 11 months out of the year. But it starts to bug me when I see Christmas tree Christians who are just following the baby Jesus in December, and they don't submit to him in January through November. I think Peter was being very intentional with his word choices in his letter. I'm going to read a different translation and listen. First Peter chapter three, verse three, do not let your adorning be external the braiding of hair and putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear. External. The Greek word there is exo then, and it means outwardly. It's pretty straightforward. But when it you know, hits you in the gut is when you realize where else this word is used in the New Testament. See, Jesus used it when he was having a conversation with some of the religious people of the day. Matthew chapter 23, Jesus said, what sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites. So you're so careful to clean the outside, the exoven of the cup and the dish, but inside you're filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first wash the inside of the cup and the dish and then the outside will become clean as well. Woe to you. What, what sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, you are like whitewashed tombs. Beautiful on the outside, on the exovent. Beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity. Outwardly, you look like righteous people. But inwardly, your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. Ooh. You think Peter used that word intentionally? I mean, if he was best friends with Jesus, he probably would have heard Jesus use that word. <laughs> Jesus wasn't saying this because they didn't have Christmas trees in Jesus' time, but Jesus was saying, don't be a Christmas tree Christian. Shiny on the outside, but dead and dull on the inside. Now, Peter was very purposeful in his word choice. Listen to what he said, where your beauty should be. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 4, but let your adorning be the hidden person. Of the heart with the imperishable beauty of gentle, of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. The hidden person of the heart. The Greek word for this is kruptos. It's the exact same word. Guess who used it before? Always the correct answer in church. Come on. Jesus, right, the exact same word Jesus used in his Sermon on the Mount, talking about praying and giving. Matthew chapter 6, verse 3 and 4. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be done in secret. That's the word kruptos. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Now, chapter 6, verse 6, he's talking about praying. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your father who sees in the secret will reward you. Secret, hidden, cryptos on the inside. I think both Peter and Jesus were being very intentional to encourage us. To make sure we don't just focus on the shiny ornaments on our outsides. But to make sure our insides are shiny, true, worthy of bragging about. But then they say don't throw tinsel on it. Don't draw attention to it. Uh, if you missed last week or if this is your first time here, if you're a guest with us, if you're watching online you may be thinking, that pastor doesn't even like Christmas. He's crazy. does don't like Christmas trees. I do. I like Christmas. I like Christmas trees. I like ornaments. <laughs> 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 but I want to make sure that I put more effort into my internal being than I do on my external. I want to make sure that Through Christ, I am shiny on the interior and not dead and dull. Don't be a Christmas tree Christian. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Lord God, thank you so much that right off the bat, we can just start thinking. I thank you that you can challenge us even while we laugh. Lord, I thank you for this season. I thank you for the the traditions we have in our families, the memories that we have as we decorate trees and see the different ornaments that signify big things in each of our lives. I thank you that as a church we can decorate. Ultimately, Lord, I want to pray. I want to pray fervently that you would help us be clean on the inside. You've already made us clean because of Christ, but help us focus on that instead of just what people see on the outside. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So here, one other quick question before we start singing, before we worship. Do you have a holy expectation of what God may do this morning while you're here? Do you have a holy anticipation? I hope so, because I think he can do things. I know he can do things. I want to welcome uh, some friends who you have seen before. But if you, again, our are a guest or a first-time visitor, this is Emily. This is her mom, Teresa. It's her dad, Tom. They are the Strother family from Opportunity Christian Fellowship. They've been able to give Tim and some others on the team a chance to just sit and worship together as a family and a family of faith. And they are leading us in worship today. We're glad that you're here. And uh, I heard practice and I know it was wonderful. So let's, uh, let's stand. Let's sing some familiar songs and let's uh, enter God's presence.